It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. We have a sixth interview request for the Miami Dolphins head coaching vacancy. We're going to talk about it here on the show. Buck Lynn, let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. It is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. A lot of great podcasts out there, a lot of people I respect in this space. And uh, to know that you guys are, are making Locked On Dolphins a part of your daily rotation and hitting it, boom, right off the top, we appreciate it. So thank you for that. Uh, the big news that, that's come out, and I have a couple of head coach search nuggets uh, that, that are worth us discussing today on the show. But the first one is the sixth name was dropped last night in the Miami Dolphins requests from current assistants. And it's not anybody, anybody, everybody's been waiting for or been waiting to hear that Miami's in the market for. It's Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier. Now, Leslie Frazier, you may ask, who the heck is that? Well, he's a former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, serving for three and a half seasons uh, from 2010 to 2013. Uh, boasts a career head coaching record of 21, 32, and 1. And I'd like everybody to please contain your excitement about that resume. <laughs> but uh, Leslie Frazier is best known for his work as a defensive coordinator uh, in the late 2000s with the Minnesota Vikings and now, as of recently, with the Buffalo Bills. Since coming to Buffalo to serve as the Bills defensive coordinator, uh, their first year together in which he was Sean McDermott, the head coach, uh, who also has a defensive background, and that's an important thing to note here, um, that first season in 2017, they were 27th or 26th in yards allowed and 18th in points conceded. In 2018, they jumped to second in the NFL in yards allowed and stayed 18th in points conceded. In 2020, or excuse me, in 2019, they were third in the NFL in yards allowed, second in points conceded. In 2020, they were 14th in yards allowed, 16th in points conceded. And this year, at the end of the regular season, the Buffalo Bills are the number one defense in the NFL in both yardage and points allowed. So this is a pretty impressive three top three yards allowed resumes for Leslie Frazier as the defensive coordinator uh, of this current iteration of the Buffalo Bills. And you go back to when he was the defensive coordinator in Minnesota, uh, he had a stretch of three consecutive seasons being in the top eight in yards allowed, but only had one 
uh, top 10 scoring defense across that stretch as well. So there's a couple of things to get into here. And I know we've mentioned this on the show and you've heard this in a lot of places. Brian Flores was not fired from the Miami Dolphins for X's and O's. He's a phenomenal defensive coach. But it was the CEO of football operations, which is effectively what your head coach is. He's responsible for the day-to-day operations of the team. General manager and how that that fits and complements, that's a different story. It's very complicated, and, and it seems as though that was a contributing factor for Miami as well. But well, Brian Flores, I mean, he's he's got his hands on everything. And the CEO dynamic of that position and what makes a successful head coach is not necessarily a one-for-one with top 10 points allow defenses that can be put together. And what I do know about Leslie Frazier uh, is that he has a sterling reputation. Uh, He's a very well-respected coach. He's had success as a defensive coordinator and multiple stops along the way. Um, But this wasn't somebody who was on or near the top of my personal top 10 list that came out earlier this week either. He's, he'll be 63 before the draft. So this is not a younger coach and maybe veteran experience. If you want to lean into, oh, I want a former head coach and somebody who can kind of stabilize and has been around the block and has seen what some of the issues that were going on behind the scenes with Brian Flores were, um, how to avoid those, you can make a reasonable case to be gravitating towards these kinds of coaches. Um. But Leslie Frazier is not necessarily somebody that I'm excited to see on the list. But what I do find interesting is that Miami now has tabbed both Buffalo Bills coordinators for interviews within the division. And according to Peter Schrager, both of those interviews are going to be taking place on Sunday. So the question that begs to be asked is, oh, what, what gets discussed in a head coaching interview. And I think this is where it's interesting that Miami is picking and plucking both bills coordinators to have interviews because this is not like sit down at the coffee shop, pull up your chair. So I see here on your resume, you have experience with Excel word and PowerPoint. Tell me about what your capabilities are with that. Like, it's not that kind of interview. It's not, tell me about a time in the workplace in which you faced a challenge and how you used your own individual resources to troubleshoot that that problem and come to an amicable solution for everybody in the workplace, right? It's not that kind of interview. It's ideology. It's strategy. It's how would you take what we have and build upon it? How would you build a winner? What are successful implementations of building a winner that you have been a part of in the current environment that you are in? And that's where I think it's really interesting and that they are going to end up being picking the brains effectively of both coordinators under Sean McDermott in Buffalo and asking them about winning strategies and their own ideologies for building a winning program. When you consider that's the winning program 
you're trying to chase down in the standings. So at the very least, I think there is some under, there's an opportunity here, even if neither Leslie Frazier or Brian Dable gets the offer to be the head coach, there's going to be an opportunity here to learn about those processes and kind of understand better the identity and the DNA of the Buffalo Bills. And then you can use that to your competitive advantage in team building situations and roster building situations, whether it's the NFL draft or conducting trades or bidding on free agents or um, changes in strategy for uh, how your day-to-day operations go. Couple kind of not really widely considered dynamics that I think Miami can take advantage of, even if, and I wouldn't expect Leslie Frazier to get the offer. The Bills defense systemically is very different than the defense that the Dolphins have put into place. I'd be surprised if they hired somebody that was going to facilitate that kind of change in personnel. You never know, but uh, I I think that there's there's some interesting alternative and parallel motivating factors to get those guys in interviews and sit down and then really talk intimately about the strategies and ideologies that they implement. Listen, we're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs. They are providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help your bets be as informed as ever. The experts at OnlineGambling.com have set me the challenge of putting my own knowledge to the test and coming up with my early Super Bowl predictions to see how much of an expert I really am. And I have a really hard time getting away from the Green Bay Packers. They are the one seed in the NFC. Um, I'm really impressed with what Matt LaFleur did this season as their head coach when they didn't have David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, for a long stretch of time. And they were missing some of their best players in Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith on the defensive side of the football. And the Aaron Rodgers distractions. And this team went into week 18 with three losses for the year. And one of them was a week one blowout in which they got boat raced in the Superdome against the Saints. Packers are a really, really uh, impressive team for me. And I'm going to lead into lean into them. Uh, for a postseason run here, especially with Aaron looking to potentially go out and stick the knife in and twist it on his way out the door if he's going to continue to force his way out. We'll see, though. Uh, so, but listen, make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. So we already mentioned a little bit. Uh, two interviews for Miami confirmed to be coming up on Sunday, according to Peter Schrager, both Bills coordinators. Uh, we haven't had any additional names that have been added to this fire yet, but Armando Salguero has reported that Jim Caldwell is preparing for multiple head coaching interviews. And I would not be surprised if Miami's on that list. Again, I, I think Caldwell, even though he's been away from the game for a few years, as far as not involved in coaching, the last time he was involved as a coach was in 2019. He's had a chance to work with two well-accomplished quarterbacks, Peyton Manning and Matthew Stafford. And he's found success with those teams consistently. And if you were going to go the elder statesman route, now I would much rather go for the coach who, A, has a winning pedigree as a head coach, which Jim Caldwell does that Leslie Frazier does not. Uh, even though Jim's a couple years older than Leslie is, neither one of these guys you're going to look at and like, great, we got our, our coach for the next 20 years, right? We got our new Don Shula who's never going to go anywhere. Not so fast. So, but Jim Caldwell would bring balance to a very unbalanced situation in Miami with all of the success on the defensive side of the ball, all the talent that has been allocated there. Jim, for my money, out of the elder statesman coaches, is the one I think, and he's, again, that same kind of demeanor and presence that Leslie Frazier has that I think makes him uh, an interesting candidate to at least put on your list. Uh, Jim Caldwell is a lot of those same things. He's been around the block, right? He's done this a bunch. He understands the do's and don'ts because he's held multiple spots as a NFL head coach. And then there's this other dynamic that we haven't talked about on the show. And I saw it on the timeline yesterday, and it really jumped out at me. Um, and it is the last 10 years, and this is courtesy of Jeff uh, Fair on social media. Uh, he's currently at Irish Wire uh, from the Wire sites. The last 10 Super Bowl winning head coaches and the coach types by the experience they had before the hire. 2020, Bruce Arians, he was a previous head coach somewhere else. Andy Reid, head coach, previous head coach somewhere else. Bill Belichick in 2018, he was coach the Cleveland Browns and like the New York Jets for like a day before he became the head coach of the New England Patriots. 2017 was the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson, in multiple years of offensive coordinator experience, had played in the NFL. 2016, Bill Belichick, head coach in Cleveland before coming to New England. Gary Kubiak with the Denver Broncos was the head coach in Houston before he came to Denver. Bill Belichick, head coach in Cleveland before he came to New England. 2013, Pete Carroll, former college head coach and former NFL head coach. He's the head coach of the New York Jets. 2012, John Harbaugh. 
multiple years as an off as a coordinator in the NFL. And then 2011, Tom Coughlin, who was a former college and NFL head coach before arriving uh, with the New York Giants. Coughlin was in Jacksonville. That's a very large sample size relative to the history of the NFL. And in the last 10 years, the Super Bowl winning head coaches, the predominant theme amongst them, is they've served as a head coach somewhere else. And I'm not saying that's the criteria in the box to check to say, yep, if you weren't a previous head coach, you can't be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins in 2022. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying everybody kind of turns their nose up to retreads, if you will. Uh, failed, failed head coaches somewhere else. And it's one of the reasons why I, I do think Brian Flores will have the opportunity to become a very successful head coach still, but he's going to have to learn from the CEO missteps that he took while he was here. And from Miami's perspective, we've talked about their hiring process and criteria going all the way back to like Jimmy Johnson, right? There's a lot of first-time NFL head coaches in this bucket. So what's the question? The, the question is, what's the definition of insanity? Is it not doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results? Your criteria, in my opinion, should look different. And that's why, and I know because I had a couple questions on this, when I did my personal list of my top 10 candidates, there were some non-former NFL head coaches that were on the list and including one that finished as high as fourth on the list. But each one of my top three candidates for that reason was former NFL head coaches with offensive background experience because it balances what you don't have on the roster right now and you have the opportunity to apply. Like, let's just use, let's use all of them. Right. Let's let's talk on all the show's been out for a couple days now, so I don't think I'm going to spoil or learn anything. We'll talk about Harbaugh. We'll talk about Doug Peterson. We've already talked about Jim Caldwell. Um, Doug Peterson, he's on this list of last 10 Super Bowl winning head coaches. And now you get to add to that bucket. Previous head coach somewhere else because the head coach of Philadelphia Eagles. For. Jim Harbaugh, and I know that's a lot of apprehension that Dolphins fans have with Doug Peterson is, oh, well, the divorce in Philadelphia was messy and ugly, and a lot of um, a lot of the same components that resulted in, in Brian Flores' dismissal here in Miami. And I would say the, the key difference there was Doug wasn't asking based on my knowledge of the situation, Doug was not asking for everything and birds to everybody else. I want to be the football czar. But when you're getting told who should be dressing for games and you're the head coach of the team, you took a bit of exception to that. And that resulted in an ugly split. And, and ugly divorces, everybody wears the scars for so I understand why Dolphins fans have those questions and concerns with Doug Peterson. But just like Brian Flores is going to have to go into his interview with the Chicago Bears and be like, yeah, so here's what happened. Like, 
part of that was my bad or they're all idiots. However, he conducts himself in that interview is going to give that team the answer they need to either make the decision or not make the decision to go forward with him moving forward. If you're moving forward in your vehicle, you need a little gasoline. Listen up. Get Upside. Incredible app for everybody who buys gas. You need to know about. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price to the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. People who drive a lot are saving as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime with your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or Amazon, uh, or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online is the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website design. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON from football, basketball, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Interestingly enough, uh, I would say the split that was more like what happened with Brian Flores and the Dolphins this week was the Jim Harbaugh one with the 49ers that ultimately pushed him to San Francisco. Buddy Mun went the all the going all the way back to elementary school with this guy. Uh, he was one of the guys at my wedding. We talk sports all the time. He's a diehard Niners fan, and he hates Jim. <laughs> he hates Jim. And it was because of the uh, dynamics in which Jim left, and it felt like there was a power struggle. And I know uh, Omar Kelly um, – who some Dolphins fans kind of have mixed thoughts on. Omar, uh, his timeline this week has been very uh, enlightening uh, in regards to uh, working on a daily basis around Brian Flores and covering Brian Flores and the Dolphins and some of the challenges that were presented there. Uh, and I know he said I, he doesn't want to make himself a part of the story, but just kind of sharing like Brian Flores was the first head coach and he's covered multiple of them that was disrespectful to him. Um, and I wasn't a part of those conversations or anything like that, but Omar, my point is Omar said there was no power struggle in Miami. It was kind of just things went along their way and things built to a certain point. And then you get to the end of the year and Stephen Ross surveys the situation and says, okay, these are things that we, we don't like the path that this is going on. Meet us in the middle. And the answer was apparently no. And then the answer to that was apparently see you later. Like that, I mean, so it's not like there was this, he said, he said, tug of war back and forth. Not to the degree, especially not to the degree in which the Dolphins have been known for um, having these kinds of power struggles. You know, the Jeff Ireland, Tony Sperano, tug of war, Joe Philbin, uh, tug of war. Not like that. 
But um, and, and I thought Omar made a great point when he talked about if you know Chris Greer and you know Chris Greer's persona, he's not somebody who's going to be up in your face or have those like more than happy to just kind of stay between the lines, focus on his role. And then you get to the end of the year, you evaluate it and Stephen Ross evaluated it. And it was clear that Chris's personality and Brian's personality were not blending in a way that was allowing for the kind of environment that Stephen Ross wanted. And whether or not this was preemptive to avoid this building to a Bill Belichick site or a Bill O'Brien type situation, I don't know. But it's the departure of Jim Harbaugh from San Francisco was something of a power struggle between the two. And whether his time in college has softened him on that or whether if that was a path that the Dolphins do end up leading. And I know Stephen Ross kind of tried to throw cold water on it. And well, I think it'll quiet down when the Dolphins make a hire if it's not Jim Harbaugh, ultimately, right? Um, or if the presence of a big-time coach like that would potentially be enough to push the Dolphins into making a move with Chris Greer. No, I wouldn't take anything off the table. I would be surprised if Chris Greer was gone. But as the Dolphins proved this week, if you th- if you think you can truly sit here and say you know what's going to happen or you know what the pathway is, um, go out and buy lottery tickets. And go ahead and tell me what this year is going to hold for me because I'd love to know. I'd love to know if you guys are going to be back. Uh, we got power to the pod yet uh, this week. We're going to do the live stream on YouTube. So plan accordingly. Hope to see you guys there. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it. Make it a good one. Fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.